0: Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Marcel Hoyes, Jean-Pierre Rampal, Sir James Galway, three famous names that probably sound familiar, especially if you happen to be a flute enthusiast. These three virtuoso flute players, one of whom is still living, have made indelible marks in the world of classical music, as well as being notable pedagogues. But here's another name to consider. Jacques-Martin Auteterre. Equally famous as Moss from Paul Galway, Ottawa lived centuries before the other three, though during his time he may have been more well known by his nickname Louvrement, or the Roman. A strange nickname, it seems, for a Paris man, who no less came from a large family of musicians on the permanent roster in the service of the French king. But more about that in a minute. Not only were the Oteterre's prominent performers, but they also had a thriving instrument-building business, composed and published their own music, and taught others to play. Jean-Martin, the particular Oteterre that we're exploring today, was a quintessential member of the family. He knew how to do it all, and was very good at it. After all, he was a Flute de la Chambre du roi, a flutist of the Royal Chamber, a much respected post. But let's get back to that nickname. Le Roman, the Roman. Corelli in Rome was especially influential during the dawn of the High Baroque. Incidentally, Jean-Martin landed a job in Rome as maestro di flauto to Marchese Ruspoli early in his career between 1698 and 1700. Soon Italianness became the thread that permeated Jean-Martin's composition, of course with unmistakable French finesse. Think croque-monsieur topped with bruschetta instead of bichamel. After his stint in Rome, Jean Martin mixed Italian flavors into his French style whenever he cooked up new music. It's only appropriate then that even after he returned to France, Jean Martin's nickname, "Le Roman, stuck with him the rest of his life. Here's the opening movement of Le Roman Auditerre's Trio Sonata number no. 5 from his Opus 3 collection. <laughs> Quarters and Continuo. Quite beautiful. But which do you think? French or Italian? Listen for comparison to a bit of a decidedly Italian Corelli Trio Sonata. Pay particular attention to the bass line. Do you hear Corelli's bass line? Sound familiar? Here's the Otater again. It's almost as if Ototere lifts the bass line right out of Corelli's trio sonata, makes a few modifications, and then writes his own two treble lines over the bass in a masterful example of the two styles. As a pedagogue, haute was able to reach a large audience through his How-To series of books. His 1707 Principe du la Fute, gives rudimentary instructions on how to play the flute and also includes sections for recorder and oboe. The treatise laid the foundation for much of his work in the years to come and established Autadère's legitimacy as a teacher and composer. Autadère's L'Art to Préluder from 1719 was likewise influential. Improvisation was an important part of 18th-century music-making and performers regularly improvised preludes during concerts. Autaterre's 1719 treatise is full of methodic instruction for the art of preluding. Let's hear an example. The prelude in G minor from the conclusion of Otterre's L'Art du Préluder models a wide array of possibility within one piece. Interestingly, the prelude is reminiscent of another G minor piece, the opening adagio of Bach's first solo violin sonata. The two works share similar pacing, mood, and melodic contour, and is perhaps not such a surprising comparison as both Bach and Otterre experimented in the Italian aesthetic of improvisatory preluding but that's a topic for another day. Camerata Colne's 2015 CPO release of Volume 2 of Otaterre's Complete Chamber Music explores the depth and breadth of the composer's imagination and his ability to assimilate Italian styles, creating in the end his own distinctive sound. Otaterre's competence as a composer is well-matched on this recording by the members of Camerata Colne, Particularly noteworthy is the group's chosen orchestration in the pieces that adds yet another layer of interest for listeners. Sometimes we hear two recorders together, sometimes two flutes, or sometimes flute and recorder are paired. Here's a fun little jig for another combination flute and violin. That's it for this time. If you'd like to hear more from this recording and Le de Terre, you'll find a link on our website. Just visit harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, have a look at our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows, and visit our online shop, where a portion of your purchase will benefit Harmonia. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. Thanks for listening.